0: Welcome to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host this week, Troy Garcia. Welcome, everybody. Um, we are talking health and wealth, and I've got an awesome guest, and we are just going to kind of get get things rolling. Um, keep in mind, you can find us at um he- under Health and Wealth, and um, you can see our blog series and our um, podcasts all there of mine. We've got Chad's with Kids and Money, and we've got Holland with... Um, Oh, hot Robin! Risk and reward. reward. Uh But they both got great shows, so check them out. And um, but today we are talking health and wealth. Thank you, Robin, for being here.
1: I love being on your podcast. That's fun. It's one of my most favorite things. We get to do all week long. We get to
0: meet cool people, and
1: we do. You always have cool, fun people. And, well, Holland, and, uh,
0: I mean, well, they all okay, we all do. But. Yeah,
1: but I mean, I'm always buying things from your guests. So <laughs> I, I'm thankful that your guest yeah. I don't think has anything to sell today. I don't think he's selling anything. Okay. He's just
0: giving us some good stories. But this week we have Brian Graydon on the show. Um, he is here. He's got an awesome story. And essentially, he and I started a conversation of just, I think we have a lot in common in the sense of um, I might be a, a few years behind you, but my goal is to continue to stay healthy. Think about, uh, learn, continue to learn things and educate other people on being healthy, staying young, staying active, staying mobile. And, um, and he's got, he's got a little, he's out, he's out a little bit further than I am in the lifespan uh, not a whole lot, just a, just a hair. Enough. Enough. And enough. <laughs> enough. And, uh, and so we just wanted to have you on and, and hear your story. So um, thank you for being here. Hey,
2: I, thank you for having me. I'm just glad we're talking about health and not wealth because I know more <laughs> about one than the
0: other. So. Sure, sure. Well, I'll cover one and then, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. All but, right. All right. But tell us, just kind of give us the, the, you know, brief, you know, a little bit of who you are and, and kind of your background and where you started and, and jumped yeah. on the health fitness journey.
2: Well, and kind of like you said, uh, being a little bit ahead of you, I'm closing in on the 50 mark, the big 5 right.
0: and I'm closing on on the 40 mark. Okay, all right. So, yeah. uh,
2: oh, man, the things are going to change. Boy. <laughs> so uh, you can give me a little insight on my next 10 years. And your next 10 years right. involve a lot of ear hair and uh. sweating <laughs> and, and cold rooms, but... <laughs>
0: Now, the draft in the back from the the gown, the, the yeah, What awesome. it kind of comes up a little bit, yeah, exactly. So, but <laughs> perfect.
2: No, yeah, and you know, as far as like you mentioned with with my fitness journey, if you want to call that, yeah. it's been it's been long and extensive, and had its, its ups and its downs physically, and, and I don't know if you want to say emotionally or psychologically, well, but but there, it's definitely all there. And there, you know, anybody out there that's my age who tries to stay active probably has gone through a lot of those those ebbs and flows right. too, because they're just kind of a natural thing. You can't do the same thing forever without right burning out, getting sick of it, whatever the case might be. And, you know, I've been through a lot of that. Um, really, kinda, I've always been active in my life. Yep. Uh, back when I was like in the high school days and all, I mean, I I played tennis at high school, but other than that, it was kind of like more just you know stuff out in the neighborhood. So you Go only the played tennis? Uh, yeah. I mean, I played a lot of basketball on the playground. Were you weightlifting? Like oh no, good lord, no! When I graduated high school, I was 6'2", 165 pounds, yeah. yeah. And, I could maybe do five push-ups.
0: We were—I was one seventy-one. I specifically remember I was one hundred seventy-one pounds, six foot two. Yeah, or, uh, tall, lanky. Same. And I tried to lift weights.
2: I didn't really try to. I mean, I tried. Tried. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I actually did, I did it, but I may have tried. Yeah. But yeah, you know, just kind of always stayed active, and then you know went off to college, and you know when you and with the UF, and when you get there, it's you know you just want to stay yeah. know, in good enough shape yeah. that you know maybe some girl's going right. to say yes on a date kind of thing you yeah. know but still nothing too serious it was really more once i got out of college yeah. um i went into education and i was working at a high school over in uh, orlando and i became a tennis coach there having a little bit of background and experience and it was kind of that that mindset where i could bring together the way i thought about helping kids with teaching and then what you could relate to a sport also to help them now it is kind of funny because i had two girls on my team Way better than me. They were both ranked pretty high in the state. Cool. and Everything really didn't have a too lot, uh, too much to, to coach them or pass on to them. It was just kind of trying to keep their their mental side in right. on the game and, and you know talk them through rough times in matches and you know that side of that. But you know I got to help a lot of the other kids and that was good. But then as far as me personally, after I kind of got that bug again from yeah. the coaching, then tennis kind of took back to me. And this is again, this is my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. And so I started playing a lot of USTA tournaments around Central Uh, Florida and a few other places in the state. Um, You know, adults, you know, usually we're we're ranked more by our levels and our ages. So I would play people my age, people older, some people younger. Like I said, it was all based on your ability level. I did that. um, Probably spent a good two or three years doing that. And I would try to play tournaments at least one a month. While you were teaching and then you were practicing yeah. and playing tournaments. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and then, you know, go out and play as much as you can during the yeah. week. It's, unfortunately, it's one of those sports you have to have, you have, to have somebody else. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can go hit against the wall, right, but right, it's just right. kind of not the same. And then it's a matter of, of trying to get better without just always playing. And, you know, so that was always that thing that I did to stay active. Yeah. But there wasn't really a fitness element, if you want sure. to say. But then as I wanted to get better at that, but then I said, well, let me start running around Lake Hollingsworth. Just, you know, it's three miles, 2.86. So I would do that just to try to get a little better with that. Well, that bug then started to really take. It got to the point where I was enjoying the The running running. to stay in shape for tennis more than I was the tennis. Yeah. Little shoulder issues popped up here and there.
0: Got it. So that helped you kind of transition a little bit. It
2: did. And also, so did grad school. Yeah. Started grad school so that was just wasn't really the time for all the other things I was doing sure. with tennis. So that stopped and finished up grad school and then the running bug really really took off. Cool. My daughter was she's 20 now, she was I think she was 2 or 3 at the time when mm-hmm. I really got into running and started taking it a little more seriously and wanting to get better at it, which meant doing it a lot more. Which meant if I ever wanted to see her before she went to bed, I had to adjust my schedule. So that's when I started getting up at 3:15 in the morning
0: to, For go, what? Run,
2: to oh. go run. To <laughs> For go <what>? run. To go run. Yeah, me, oh. me, in the and, yeah okay. me and two other guys. We met four to five days a week. Four fifteen every day. Oh, what kind I of mean, miles were you week. putting in? I uh, it would depend. Uh, early on, not as many. Yep. Later on, you know, we were doing thirty-five to fifty a week.
0: To to plan on running compet- or just marathons or whatever. As
2: as the bug kind of took, yeah, got to do that marathon. Got to check that. You Got to check the, the box. Sure, and I did it. Uh, I did my first one in two thousand six. Yeah, and it was kind of that thing of okay, do I. Do I never want to do this again, right. or can I not wait to do the next one? I didn't know how it was going to be when I finished. Well, it was—it was I'm never going to do this again. Yeah.
1: How yeah. old? How old were you, Brian, when was,
2: you ran that? When I ran that one, in 2006, what was I 32? Okay.
1: And how? And how long did you train for it?
2: For that one, not really knowing what I was doing, honestly, truly trying to train for that race, <clears throat> I'd call it four or five months. Yeah. I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. I was still just kind of reading some stuff in mm-hmm. runner's world, listening to what other people would say, um, and just going down to the lake and, you know, talking to people, that sort of thing.
0: And, and do you remember those things I talked to you about, the Go Rucks, that Go Ruck Challenge? I still want So, to so my checkbox mm-hmm. to check was the Go Ruck Challenge. You've seen Mike probably talk about them in the past or mm-hmm. heard of mm-hmm. them, but, you know, you basically have a group of people, they load you down with backpacks full of weight and logs and, and stuff, and they take you around and I think they we ended up doing, I don't know, fifteen miles with weights. I mean, they we'd have people who were who were, you know, um, casualties who you had to put on stretchers, so we had to carry these people miles and miles and um, I did ended up doing that twice, and that was in my head. i I actually literally scratched off. That, and in my head, I also scratched off a marathon because I was like, ah, that's about, I think in my mm-hmm, head, about mm-hmm. the same mental uh, toughness. Probably not. I'm sure that a marathon is very challenging. My, uh, my close, close friend, Seth, that did the, mar- the marathon, and I saw him train for it, and I was like, you know what? I'm all set. That was good. Yeah. yeah didn't so too. I got my fill there, but I think I think that was my like life challenge at that point in my late 20s, early 30s, to, to do a couple of those.
2: Well, and when I did the one in 2006, like I said, when I was done with it, I said, I'll never do this again. And that was kind of my mindset. Then, about a month later, Ooh. my buddy who I ran with every morning at 4:15, he said, "Hey, let's uh, let's register and see if we can Another get one. into the New York City lottery."
0: Oh, that's cool! Uh, New York
2: City Marathon
0: lottery. Excuse okay. me, that
2: was back when they still did it that way. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't really want to do that, but I did. Registered for it, yeah. And we, I got accepted. You he got didn't. it. So I said, "All right, I got to do it. You got to do it. So I got to do it." And once again, didn't know what I was doing. Trained just to finish. And I did it uh, one minute faster than the previous one.
0: How cool! So I, so I, the, that's that's so wild that you said that because uh, a few weeks ago I saw like they they did this like, um, uh, digital not digital but like uh, example of the path through New York City of all mm-hmm. the stuff you go through and run by, and I was like, man, if there was a marathon I'd do, I'd probably do that one.
2: And if I could go back now, knowing having read the books I have since I ran it, I yeah? could probably appreciate it a little sure. better. But, you know, when I finished that one, that was when I said, okay, wait a minute. I did two. I yeah. did this one faster. Let,
1: now you have to check. You have take to check this- and let's, see if you can do well, a third let, one Let's faster. start
2: take this yeah. stuff seriously because, like I said, I was just doing enough to get by.
0: Well, we're going to um, – well, we appreciate that story. We're going to take our first break here, and we're going to keep this thing going. All Thanks. right. And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host, Troy Garcia, and we're talking to Brian Graydon. Um, he is a uh, friend of mine, and we go to the same gym. He's got a lot of wisdom about the fitness industry, and he's ha- he has an awesome story. And we were just talking about um, him getting into running, qualifying for one marathon, then getting a lottery into the New York Marathon, and, um, and then this kind of... I guess, is a slippery slope into the next this, whole phase of your life. This jump starts about
2: the next 10 years, give or take. Yeah, wow. because uh, you know, I finished the New York City Marathon. I decided I'm going to take this stuff a little more seriously, but I didn't know what I was doing. So just from some things I had read in Runner's World about coaching, I decided I was going to find myself a coach. And I did. I um, uh, talked to a few different people on the phone, ended up settling on uh, Christine Hinton who actually, uh, she recently had moved from Clearwater at the time, but she was Mm -hmm. living in Maryland. Um, She and I talked on the phone, and after talking to a few other people, she was the best fit, I felt, for what I was looking for, just her philosophies, her style, what I was trying to get out of of everything. And uh, it it worked. I mean, we set goals, and we met them all from getting my 5K time down um, under 1930, from getting my my marathon. The first thing I wanted to do was get – a sub-four-hour marathon, which we did in my next one in 2007, Chicago. Um, October 2007, record heat. It was 90 degrees in Chicago on, I think it was October, was it 7th? I forgot the exact date, but October was October 9th hours. or something. But yeah, and it was funny because I actually stopped the race at one point, officially. And I was rounding the final turn. I've got, I don't know, a quarter mile left. And a police officer's yelling at us, telling us, you know, stop running. They've canceled the race. I'm like, look, guys, no. I can see the finish line. Yeah. And I'm breaking four hours. I'm going to keep on running. So yeah, well, I had a great time. Another guy that was there with us, he ended up, uh, heat exhaustion, passed out in, in a wheelchair. because they had a of the heat. Ice. Yeah, They were because of the heat. They were stopping everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he One was. One gentleman actually passed away who was running the <gasps> race. Um, oh, my gosh. I think it was a heart thing. But, yeah. you know, it was, it was bad conditions. They didn't end up having enough water and Gatorade for all yeah. the people that were way back. Because, you know, you've got... Forty thousand people running.
1: I have a question about that. Do you suppose you obviously you trained in Florida? Mm -hmm. So training in Florida in October, you you were running in your environment. I mean,
2: really, it's funny you say that because yes, but it's not ninety degrees, and we would run early in the morning. And people, as I'm running in this one pace group, they would they were you know talking about where you're from. As you got twenty six miles to get to know somebody, (laughs) and they would say the same thing. You got to be used to the heat. I'm like, I don't run when it's ninety degrees. I stay inside on purpose then, but. But you know, Christine and I working together really started to, to, like I said, hit all those goals I set for myself as a runner. But in the course of doing all this, and it was her philosophy as a coach that really truly paid off. She said, I want to make you a better runner, but I want to make you a smarter runner. I want you to know what you're doing it, why you're doing it. And all of those kind of things really, really resonated with me and really fit in because of the way I think and because of that coaching background I had to where I decided to start just voraciously finding all the information yeah, I could. Yeah. I was watching, which just looking back on it now, I can't believe how boring <laughs> these were. But I ordered all these DVDs from these famous running coaches with lectures they yeah. gave. Yeah, 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 <clears throat> And I was emailing with uh, Jack Daniels. That's really his name, not the whiskey guy. But he's out, uh, he was at Northern Arizona at the time, just trying to find out more than I could about uh, altitude training because that oh, was yeah, a something yeah, yeah. he was... Uh, a real master at. So I was just trying to get all the information I could from any source I could. And as I started to learn more and Christine and I started to tell my coach, Christine, started to talk a little more, um, I asked her, what do you think about me giving coaching a try? And she said, I think you'd be perfect for it. Hmm. So I did. I started just honestly guinea pig experimenting with a couple of my friends who are runners, kind of working with them and trying to, you know, hone my craft as far as programming out their workouts and, and everything to meet their goals. And from there, it kind of grew to where I ended up starting a business from it. So it was called PR Running. Um, started it, I guess it was late 2009 and went right up to about, I guess it was, I guess it was 20, late 2020 when I kind of finally stopped with the coaching. Here in Lakeland? I, I had clients all over the place. Cool. I mean, I think when I looked back last time, I think at the time I had written training plans in one, one form for another for over 85 people. Really, that They were interested in whether it was just a short-term goal, a long-term goal. Yeah. I had a... I had three clients that were with me from day one till the end.
1: Wow. Yeah. So the majority was remote training. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, rarely,
2: rarely, because especially schedules or whatever else was, I I was rarely out there with people unless it was something we set up ahead of time. I had a couple of of my fastest runners when they were training for marathons. We would work out things and I would ride my bike along with them on the long runs Mm -hmm. on Saturday and, you know, make sure I had their fluids for them and kind of. You know, kept track of the route the splits.
0: You I know, mean, that, that sort of I, for being a coach, it's mostly the data, right? Then the timing, and and as as long as they're, I mean, assuming they run a lot, there it shouldn't be their run form. Mostly, it should be right. The
2: right, yeah. The biggest thing is, is kind of you got to step back and look at that ten thousand foot view and kind of see where they are, where they want to get to, mm-hmm. and then you got to kind of zoom in along the way to how to get them there. Mm-hmm. All the different steps and, and make sure they get the right workouts at all the different right distances and paces and and that was the kind of thing that i prided myself on which really every coach should is, is you can't have a cookie cutter training plan for everybody because everybody's different mm-hmm. so you well, try to get that individualized personalized plan for them and
0: their goals so in addition to just programming the running were you giving like workouts as well or anything to help along with like that cross,
1: or like cross training right. kinds of activities
0: a little yeah. later near the
2: end yeah, as, as it, it I evolved. myself learned more and got to know more about that. Got it. it, it through just, like I said, sure. pity-pigging on myself and yeah. the things that I learned. And, you know, there was always a little bit of strength training stuff that I knew, but getting a little more specialized in things. That was near the end. I mean,
0: what, what CrossFit cross-training didn't really come into play till. Right, a little after 2009, 10, 11,
2: 12. Um, yeah, give or take, I guess, when it really, had its, uh, when it really hit big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then also, just in the course of, of my own running and my coaching, then I don't know if you want to say that I got tricked, talked into, or whatever the case might be, but I got volunteered, and I became the, uh, the president of the Lakeland Runners Club. Oh, so, yeah. And I served as president of that for five years. And we saw tremendous growth, not only just in the running community and the running boom, but also in the club and the things we were able to do and establish from the size of the races we put on to establishing the the scholarship fund. Cool. I was a member for a few years. Yeah. Great. I mean, it, it it was one of those things that part of my own personality yeah. quirks is I was a little too hands-on Yeah, I spent a little too much time and energy into it and, and the way they've got that thing running now with the folks over there it, it's spread out uh, yeah, it's a much better workload well, for people
0: love the casual environment of like anybody can come along meet mm-hmm. up we're gonna meet here do the run come back but um, it's a really awesome, welcoming community, probably, you know, thanks to you.
2: Hey, well, I mean, I'd like to think I, I added to it, sure. but, but really it was all, it was a combination of all the great people that were there. Now, funny story about that is while I was doing all this running, my now sister-in-law yeah. uh, was doing CrossFit. Okay. And at the time, you know, I was giving her a hard time about, <laughs> about CrossFit and how right. dumb it was right. and, <laughs> and who could go out and do this, you know? I mean, what's the purpose? I mean, you know. Running, we have a purpose. We're running. Yeah. We're trying to do You're it faster. Not, who's wanna... trying
0: to be the best worker outer? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Right.
2: exactly. Right. Which is funny. First, the shirt I have now that says "I'm the world's okayest exerciser." But <laughs> so, you know, but, uh, you know I, I I would I was all into running, and I just preached how terrible CrossFit was. Really? Now, as Troy knows, because he's smiling, and uh, people at our gym knows, you can't get me out of the place. I mean, I'm there right. four in the morning, and I'm there again after work, and just because I guess my own my own passions changed because. Sure. Um, couple of knee surgeries. I had my first knee surgery back in high school. Now, running is not fundamentally bad on your knees, as some people want to think. There are plenty of doctors and physical therapists that might go either way on that. I've certainly heard my share from both. But uh, in 2011, I tore my meniscus again, so I had to get a little more taken out. In 2013, same thing again. So at this point, I really don't have a whole lot between the bones in my right knee, so running had to stop. Yeah, Um, I was still coaching, so that was that thing I really had to wrestle with, is this thing that I love to do has now been taken away from right. me, but I'm still working with these other people, and can I live vicariously through them and still kind of scratch my own mm-hmm, itch while mm-hmm. still helping them? And that was a real, a real inner fight yeah. going yeah. on inside my brain because I wanted to be out there so bad with them, and I wanted sure. to be doing it, and I can't, but I still had to devote so much time to thinking about it yeah. and writing these things for them. Huh. So it, it was really that, that struggle.
0: So that slowly evolved into, you know, um, can't, you know I'm limited by running. What other outlets do I have? Obviously, you still want to stay fit, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So so we just start looking for other things. Did you try cycling? Just curious. It's funny. I did actually try that um,
2: uh, between some 2011 and 12, yeah. between the knee surgeries.
0: Did you, like, invest and get a big bike? Uh, I got a great deal on one, but I got a nice <laughs> GT. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, uh, or not GT. What was it? Anyway, yeah, F seventy five, I think it was. Anyway, got, got a nice bike. It got all yeah, this, all this stuff. I know the spandex, the stirrup thing. <laughs> you know, where it takes twenty minutes to go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> but you know, me and a couple of guys I ran with, it, the guys I would run with so early in the morning, they had gotten to, to triathlons, yeah. and we would go to the um, the trails and, and ride those cool. things for you know 30, 50 miles, whatever. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. That's so wild, Because it, it seems. What did like, you hate about yeah. it? I, I oh, yeah. I think I didn't. I didn't get any kind of rush any kind of
1: oh, return the high.
2: for the amount of work and money i had to put in yeah i mean you know you gotta spend 20 minutes getting dressed and 40 minutes to drive to where you're gonna do it to just,
0: yeah that's a good point yeah getting out wasn't there and, for me and, and too, I, it's right. too dangerous just like around cars yeah. i would never ever ever risk it And I wasn't as good as the other two guys who I was riding with, but I was a way better runner than them.
2: So there, I had to check my ego, and that was hard to do too. You know, guys get a little competitive Uh with each other.
0: I love it. it. We're going to hear more about Brian Brian and his uh, fitness journey. We're going to take our second break. We will be right back after this. Welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host this week, Troy Garcia. You can find us at AllenInvestments.com. We are having a great time hearing uh, Brian's story of kind of how he he his fitness journey started to where he uh, went from being a tennis guy to a running guy to
1: a marathon a guy. A marathon guy.
0: I had a poker phase in there. We just did left you? that out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know that's yeah. <laughs> that's good for the yeah. Um, and and now we're just kind of getting into the backside of of his running uh, career and evolving into some other fitness ideas and journeys. But uh, so where do we end up? We we were talking just about um, uh, I guess getting into really really just other ideas of fitness. You had the knee mm-hmm. surgeries and other things like that.
2: Yeah, and I couldn't run anymore. I mean, physically could right. not. I mean, it just literally hurt too much. Sure. Um, so that's when I, I had to find something because if nothing else, just that that physical release, that stress. Yeah. Uh, exercise. Oh, we were
0: cycling. That's cycling, right. Cycling. Yes. Cycling. Oh, so, and I, don't even don't even yeah. ask me about swimming because yeah. that was even worse than cycling. Okay. That, okay. Yeah. So yeah, and that I feel like that's the typical when i say typical um but the usual outcome of someone who has a couple knee surgeries running quite isn't quite there then we look at cycling then we look at swimming Mm -hmm. right and and that that's how it typically evolves so you didn't even do swimming no i was
2: i was terrible at that i mean
0: i didn't want to get my hair wet (laughs) yeah it just it wasn't right right okay so then you started looking at other outlets i
2: I did and you know at the apartment complex i was living at at the time i would go down to the, the the fitness room and you know Ride the bike, sure. read a book while I'm on it. Just something, just a yeah. sweat, you know. Um, but that really just wasn't cutting you know, it. Was just, I was just—I kind of always say I was trapped in the the fitness hinterlands. I didn't yeah. really know, you know, what to do. Uh, and then my uh, now wife and I had just recently been married, and Orange Theory Fitness opened up. Yep. And she wanted to give it a try, and we went in there. And, and I'll be honest, it's—it's not a bad workout. It's a hit workout. Yeah. High intensity interval training, and, and it was good. It was good workouts, good sweat, good good stress yep, release, yep, that yep. kind of thing. But it just somehow wasn't scratching that, yeah. that itch that I really had. But I was going, you know, we're yeah. really going every day, and for the most part, enjoyed it while you we go. Did
0: it. You sweat, you you yeah. you you meet the objective right, and you go home.
2: Yeah, but I just I needed something else. Was
0: yeah. there any sort of I don't and I don't know. Is there any sort of kind of group? Do they kind of have any sort of camaraderie or you know like what we have? And honestly, what we have at our gym, I I truly value.
1: It's a community. And, and
2: it, it yeah. definitely was yeah. that because we would go with 5 a.m. classes, and it was usually the same people there. Yeah. Um, so you would get to know them. Yeah. Sure. But like I said, it just wasn't really great. Yeah. When at the same time, as I mentioned earlier about making fun of my uh, sister-in-law for, for CrossFit, at right. time, how stupid it was, I secretly started watching the CrossFit games yeah. on YouTube, like some yeah. old things of it. And I really started to like what I saw as I started to actually – pay attention and give it its credence there i'm like okay i kind of like this so yeah. i started doing a few of the things at home that i could the movements whatever and and so i want to give this a try so i went down to the crossfit gym crossfit lakeland at the time yeah, yeah. and they said sure you know come on in for yep, first try. free class try it out but i was so nervous about going to something that i didn't think i was going to be good at that i went on a saturday morning and literally sat there and watched a class because I was nervous that I couldn't go out and do what everybody else was doing. People make fun of me. Oh, look at this guy, whatever else. Because I was coming from a world of things I was really pretty good at with the running and everything. So I finally did class. And when I did it, I realized nobody cared what I was doing. They were too busy suffering through their own workout, you know, doing what they had to do. Nobody's watching me. So I really had to kind of get past my own ego there and go in. But when I first met with, with Mike Nice, the owner and you know um went for class i told him i'm not looking to compete i just yeah i just want a good workout i want something i'll enjoy doing that i'll get something from well that didn't last that long (laughs) because once i got into it and started getting a little better right not not a lot but a little bit better uh the wife and i decided to sign up for a competition which was great because i was actually in the swamp in the stadium at US. oh get out of here Actually, there on the on the field and everything he's wearing a blue gator shirt by the way everybody just
0: in case you didn't know
2: and it, once we did that, well, that bug bit again. And I just absolutely loved not only doing the training during the week, but doing the, the, the CrossFit competitions, the local ones. Certainly not CrossFit Games level, and i would never going to be there. But uh, really enjoyed doing those. Yeah. So gave me once again one more thing, besides just the training every day, something to focus my training towards. Because I needed that. I needed I needed a goal. It can't just be right. get up and go every day. There has to be a goal for me. To kind of drive and, and give that direction.
0: So at no point you were ju- you never were just like the Gold's Gym guy. Didn't go to gold and lift some weights and put do bench press and do stuff. No, some, okay, no, never. That was. Never... And as you
2: can tell by looking at me still. Well, not. still, so. yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> still. I mean, now it's funny though because when I was
2: running the marathons, I was 6'4", 185 pounds. I, I'll never see that again. Yeah, no. Now you know it's 6'4", yeah. one fifteen. I'm like. Yeah, you know. So it's a it's a totally different different change you know in the body type and everything else
0: right but all for the better for as far as from 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 all the high intensity training the the high-level cardio to actually strength training you know the I guess did you at any point start seeing when you, you started you know bulking per se or just gaining muscle right and understanding the longevity part of things, when did that did that kick in at any point once you started? Or were you just doing, this is fun, I'm, I'm competing, I'm having a good time out here, and that just was a, a, kind of a, a benefit?
2: Just, yeah, I mean, I, I was pretty cognizant of my own nutrition back when I ran marathons okay. as yeah. far as being sure that I had enough of the right nutrients. Right. And, and, you know, I'm, I was eating 4,000 calories a day and, like I said, still weighing 185 just burning pounds. burning through Burning through a lot, and and, and my wife at the time then was a vegetarian, and if I didn't want to cook two meals at night, I was eating a lot of vegetarian food. Yeah. it, it, you know, you
0: got to eat a lot of vegetables. You got a food.
2: lot of lettuce and beans to get to yeah, that point. A lot yeah, of beans, let me tell you. So, but thousand
1: um, calories worth of beans. A, <laughs> oh Lord! God. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah, and it's funny because my
2: daughter, who was young at the time, she's like, "Oh, we're having spaghetti again on Friday night, Dad." You know, Dad had to carb up for the yeah. long run on the weekend. Yeah, but but nowadays uh, nutrition is very important uh, for my wife and I both. Just yeah. in our every day, it's been it's been seven or eight years now that you know we meal prep every weekend. Really. Yeah, I mean, everything is set out for the whole, you know, it's, it's in the the Tupperware container for the whole which, week. Which, just by go. the way,
0: she loves and appreciates that. And I think you already know that, but she makes those comments, so just, mm-hmm. just to... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She doesn't make them to me, but good, no, I'm she glad does. she makes them to somebody. She does, yeah. she does. Well, cool, so so you've been in tune with, with the nutrition side mm-hmm. of things, right?
2: I did, I started doing a lot more uh, of a different kind of research, if you want to say, because it was different nutritional needs right. when I'm trying to run, yeah. you know, 50 miles a week versus what we're doing in the crossfit side and lifting the weights and and obviously you know more protein and and the the weight gain just kind of kind of naturally came i was never really trying to gain more weight, but obviously from not running as much and from changing the way i ate and and, you know it's not a negative weight gain by any means no it's muscle it's just you got more muscle you wouldn't know it by looking at me but yeah it's there i wear wear baggy clothes you
0: know (laughs) so as as um you kind of got to this point in your life. How, I mean, how long have you been doing CrossFit now?
2: Oh, five, five, almost five years.
0: Okay, so so being at this point now, you're starting to understand and uh, educate yourself more on the the benefits, but also the longevity of it. Well, yes and no. Here's why I say that. Yes, I've definitely done that, but
2: I'm also at this this kind of arc with my training where it got to a point where the knee started to act up again. Okay, And I can still do everything that I could do before. I can't do it as heavy. I can't necessarily do it quite as fast. The sure. D has definitely limited things. Uh, I've had to stop co- doing the local competitions I love so much just because I'm not able to to go to depth on the mm-hmm, squat that mm-hmm. I need to without you know too much pain in there. So now it's where I've had to go back and let my mind, which I've had to do several times here throughout my life on this journey, let my mind kind of try to get on the same level as my body. Right. Because my mind says, hey, you can still do this. Oh, and then gosh. my body says, yeah. no, you can't. Yeah, yeah. But I still want to. Yeah. And then every now and then I'll kind of overdo it. Like right now I'm in the middle of my my million meter challenge. I'm seeing how oh, long it'll take that. me to, to row a million meters. I started that on October 17th and seeing how long it'll take.
1: A million
2: meters. A million meters.
0: Which you uh, you like knocked half of it out already. I'm right? at about
2: 575 as of today. So I should finish.
0: 575,000 meters. Meters. Yep. Yep. So I should so, finish up
2: early February, give or take.
1: How so. in one one session? Of rowing. How what is one session look I'm like trying to average
2: about ten thousand a day.
1: Okay.
2: I've only I've only not rowed for two days since I started back on October seventeenth. Started out with a little less of an average early on and then I realized I could up this. So now I try to do about like I say, at least ten thousand a day. Um just for the heck of it, last Saturday I woke up and said, Hey, let's go row another marathon, which is forty two thousand one hundred ninety five meters. Yeah. So I just sat there and went back and forth so for three and a half. I know hours.
0: just off for, med- how,
1: wait, whoa, whoa three and a half hours three and a half hours i want to make sure rowing that three and a half hours just one
0: because i was just trying to think so 500 meters takes about two and a half minutes two two and a half minutes
2: at at the pace i usually do these things yeah about two and a half
0: so five minutes for a thousand meters
2: on 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 just an easy rowing day yep
0: so i don't know how to go up from there but anyway five minutes for every thousand times a hundred hundred, yeah times a hundred uh it's a lot
2: but but i will tell you it could get a little boring so then you got to spice it up a little bit. Whether, right. it's, whether you're watching the right thing on TV on your phone or whether I'm following along on, on a workout where we're yeah. work. constantly. Just honestly, it's very similar to running as far as the way we'd alter the paces or the, the look of the intervals or things like that. It's, it's a very similar kind of training. So it kind of really clicked to me when I started doing that also.
0: Cool. All right. The running a little more. Well, I got a few more questions on that. We're going to take our last okay. break and we will be right back after this. Welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host, Troy Garcia, and uh, we are just kind of listening to story time with Brian Gray, and we're having a good time hearing his fitness journey and kind of learning about um, somebody who is actually actively sets, continues to set challenges for themselves, and uh, it's pretty awesome. A million miles road. A million meters. A me- meter. sorry. Six, for... It equals
2: 625 miles. So.
0: 625 miles. Yeah. So... Does your posture get better with 620? Like, do you, get, because of, like, the rowing form?
2: I, Just curious. I, I'm much more cognizant of the form so it doesn't get sloppy if, as right. I sit there. You know, I, I mean, we mentioned earlier daily, you know, 10,000-meter average kind of thing. That takes 40 to 45 minutes. Yep. And, you know, you can your form can easily fall apart, which kind of going back, like we mentioned in the break a moment ago, it kind of goes back to running. Once again, to, to do it well, you have yep. to keep your form. You know, there's a lot of things to, to think about while you're doing it besides just doing it. So right. So it keeps the brain
0: occupied. So, so 625 miles, a million meters. I'm just trying, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. So are you doing that in between your morning and afternoon workout too? Or is that part of your morning workout?
2: It depends on the day. Sometimes I get them all, <laughs> sometimes I get all 10,000 done yeah. in the morning. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll split it up between yeah. the morning and the afternoon. And then some days, like is the Kate oven.
0: working out this much too? She she works out differently. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> differently. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll,
2: I'll gladly say here for the world to hear, she's better at this stuff than I am. I'm just better at rowing than she is. Fair enough. So yeah. Helps yeah, to be six, yeah, I've,
0: so, uh, yeah. I've yeah I've seen her handstand walk across the room down and back a couple times, mm-hmm. and that's extremely impressive.
2: Yeah. And somewhere we have film of me trying to do a handstand uh, push y- up and falling over. Yeah. So, Yeah. Totally different. <laughs> totally different.
0: Well, cool. So now that so now you are 100% all-in CrossFit uh, strength training. Um, do you do any mobility stuff?
2: I, I, I do. Not as much as I was back to when I was doing the competitions, yep. because I, I really had to focus on trying to get in the right position for some of those Olympic lifts, um, which were hard enough to do at my age with the bad shoulders sure. and everything else. Um, but yeah, I, I still do stretching every day. Um, you do? Yeah, I, I do. I stretch every day uh, that I work out. A lot of it's lower body and then try to keep the shoulders, right. you know, as pliable as I can. I'm not doing the same kinds of mobility I was doing, but always still doing something. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's so, so important. And, and that's the thing that I think I like to talk about, but not enough people talk about that side of it. Everybody wants to lift the weights, do the run, put mm-hmm. in, you know, talk about that those things. But the idea of daily stretching or some sort of like, you know, um, a good Hour of stretching a week or something like that. I think is. Um one of the biggest pieces for longevity. One of the biggest pieces for you know to 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 get better mm-hmm. in all cases.
2: And it was one. It was part of my daily regimen back in the running days. And I mean, I was never a guy that could do a split, but it was kind of the sure. thing of, of of staying flexible enough. I'm just enough, trying to keep touching my toes. Flexible enough to do what you have to do. Yeah. I mean, why do I need to do a split? Right. Like, right. I need to be able to do the things. Yeah. That I do. Bend over. So,
0: keep your back yeah. loose. Keep your shoulders and hips. Yeah.
2: And we've got a guy at the gym now. I kind of give him a hard time. Just joking. But he'll spend honestly 45 minutes a day doing. Warm up and mobility before he starts working out. Now that's also tough for me to fit into my schedule. I'd love to be able to do all that because it does make you truly feel better and keep you keep you going a little more health wise and the joints and everything. But you know, it's a lot of time you got to devote. It's a
0: lot of time, a lot of commitment, and just and yeah, and and that's one of the things I do love about our gym is as you walk in, everything's set up. You're told what to do, and you're in and out in an hour, and it's super convenient for my Mm -hmm. lifestyle. But if I could add another hour of mobility stuff a day, I I should I would, right? but, yeah, that's a cool, cool story. I mean, just, just the whole idea of, of you being able to, to help and educate people and coach them and give them uh, motivation to setting go- continually setting goals for yourself. And, you know, as a coach and as somebody who has given a lot of advice over the years, are there any sort of things out there that, you know, you would tell somebody, oh, yeah, you definitely got to read this book or you got to, you know, these are this is something I would look into or you know it was just somebody trying to continue continue mm-hmm. to push themselves
2: bookwise there weren't any that ever really appealed to me on on a great level yeah. but the internet obviously so much research so much information now of course you have to kind of you have to kind of weed out your right. source of where you're getting it from and, and like i mentioned you know back when i in my running days i would watch these dvd lectures by all these famous college yeah. running coaches and now um i listen to a lot of podcasts yeah. um, one of my passions right now with the whole crossfit side is programming and learning more about how to do that, especially on that competition level where you see everything. And just basically anything you want to find, it's out there. It's it is. in a podcast like, it's like out what there. we're talking about here. So you kind of got to find not only what you want to hear, but also find that good source of where you're hearing it from. Right. And, and that's kind of the way to go. Not to mention YouTube as far as vlogs and a lot of what the, the athletes will put out there themselves. And you can watch and not only pick up things that are going to help you in your training, but the motivation and that mental side right. and hear how they get – how they push themselves through these these things that are tougher than what you're doing?
0: Yeah, there's so. so much information out there, and YouTube is such a great tool, and especially for for my kids to use growing up. And I mean, even just just myself. If there's a, you're right, any single topic that you can think of, somebody's made a video on it, mm-hmm. and to show show can show you how to get better at it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. 100%. One hundred percent.
1: One of the things I like that you're talking about, without being grossly overt, is how you are continuing your journey and you're not letting the, the periphery get in the way, you're not letting some of the injuries, you're not letting um, the number that you are, you're not letting um, the fact that your wife is also doing something pretty different from what you're doing. None of that really gets in your way. And I think that's that kind of discipline is something that's invaluable because you are, you're very driven, you, you know what you want. But I think it's also inspiring to our audience because, regardless of where you are in your health journey, um, it's never too late to start. You know, you didn't start from the time you yeah. were a high school athlete. I mean, mm-hmm. you played tennis. You were I,
0: I honestly, I was like, oh, he must have played like baseball football, or yeah. like lifted weights. I mean, you, I would have, I would have. Th- Definitely thought that. So, I was in the band.
1: <laughs> so, but I think that, but I think those things are really, really um, important to hear because there are people out there that sure. didn't do the Troy Garcia yeah, journey. Yeah, that can get really excited and be in a CrossFit gym and be inspired there.
2: Well, and, and as I, as my personality adapted and, and changed and, and became what it did as an adult, I, I won't lie to you guys. There was this very addictive side that came about, and all of these different things we've talked about have have kind of fed that addiction. Sure. For me, it's exercise. It's yep. something physical. I won't lie to you. I did not get up and go to the gym this morning like I do
0: yeah.
2: five days a week. I just just didn't feel like doing right. it. I didn't, and it's eaten at me every minute since I got out of bed that I didn't yeah. go. I'll yeah. still work out later after after work's over. Sure, But it bothers me. It's one of those things that it just becomes a part of the daily life, and I want to do it. It's not something I have to do. It's right. something I want to do. And I've always made the kind of the joke going back to the running days of, Labor versus labor of love, and as long as something stays a labor of love, you want to do it. Once it just becomes
0: labor, and yeah, you have no to do fun. it. Uh,
2: yeah, then it's not fun. And yeah, who's going to keep doing that?
0: Yep, yep. That that happened to me in college with baseball. I got burnout. I just mm-hmm. I just knew that it wasn't something for me. So that that, but I did enjoy the weightlifting. I did enjoy the running. I did enjoy, you mm-hmm. know. So the, that kind of shifted for me. But, um, yeah, you you gotta definitely love what you doing, what you're doing, and have fun with it. Well, and
2: one of the one quick story, one of the guys I yeah. coached uh, during my running days. I started coaching. He was a friend. But I started coaching him when he graduated from Florida Southern as a runner here. And he was a conference champion. He was a great runner. He wanted to run a marathon. So coached him up for it. We went up to the Jacksonville Marathon. and rode along with him. He won the race. What first, first time out? Yes, yeah, Scott Mackley, Man. first time out running a marathon. He won it. And when we came back, he really never wanted to run again. And I was trying to pick his brain to figure out why, because I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And he put it in a perspective I'd never thought about because he was competitive. He was running in college at, at the level he yeah. was. He was having all that success. And it's just, it, it it had a whole different motivation for him to do it. Than it did for me as an older guy, just going out trying yeah. to stay in shape and do all this kind of stuff. And it was a nice perspective to hear that from him. Right. For me as a coach and just also me as a person to realize that we're all doing these things from a different point and we got a different place we're going. And some right. of us may get there sooner than others. Some of us may never get there because it's a moving target. Huh. So you never really know where your fitness journey is going to take you till you get on it and go.
0: Wow. That's such a good analogy and a good story.
1: Well, it's important for people to hear. Because, yeah. I mean, too many people take themselves out for all those reasons I mentioned earlier, and you have not for any. It's actually propelled you even harder, I right. think, based on what you're saying.
2: Yeah. And awesome. I was going to say, and then you got my daughter who, my daughter hates exercise. <laughs> and, and, How and could
1: a child of yours enjoy No, because you hate
2: could, hey, she, she's smart. So she's 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 all about the academics. There you go. She'd rather read a book. And I've never pushed what I did on her. We had a thing when she was young where we would run a little bit every day until it equaled up to a marathon. And I think she was four or five at the time. And then once she finished that, I'd get her. I'd bought her something. I don't remember what I got Love at the it. time. But I've never pushed that on her yeah. because, once again, everybody has yeah. to find their own. And she to. may find hers later in life like I did. Right. You never
0: know. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. We had such a good time. I mean, I, I enjoyed all of that. Thanks for, for the stories, the examples, the the wisdom. Um. Yeah. I don't know what else. That was awesome.
1: It was very—it's inspiring, and it's we need to hear you're more not, real stories. You're like not—
0: Coaching anymore, right? I am not. Okay. It, when
2: when I stopped running and I was away from it long enough, it got to the part where my heart just wasn't in it, and I didn't feel that was right for my athletes because if I couldn't give right. them my full devotion, they needed to find someone who could. And, and the nice thing was, I didn't have too many clients left at the end. I was friends with all of them. I had them for so long that they understood and and they knew probably in their heart of hearts yeah. that it was the right thing too. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, again. um, Everybody listening, thanks for joining us today. Brian Green, thank you so much. That thanks was fun. Me. Robin, thanks for being here. If you guys are looking for us and want to hear some other awesome podcasts, check us out at Um You'll find our Health and Wealth series, The Other Guys series, and, and all of our other blogs that we write monthly. Thanks for joining us today. We'll catch you on the next one.
2: The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult with an appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Guests appearing on the show and their respective companies are not affiliated with LPL Financial and Allen & Company.
0: Investment advisory services offered through Allen & Company of Florida
2: LLC, Allen & Co., and its affiliate LPL Financial LLC, LPL,
0: Registered Investment Advisors. Securities offered through LPL member FINRA SIPC.